I'm not a Puerto Rican, but I'm speaking so that you know. And understand I got the gift of speech, and it's a blessing. So listen to the lesson I preach. Verbally Effective, episode 13, your double E, Ina Esco. I have in the studio with me your future Shelby County clerk, Mr. Jamal Willow. Hey, Jamal. Yo, what's going on? How's it going? It's good. It's good. This campaign's uh, it's keeping campaign us busy. Campaign season. <laughs> right, right. Yes, April 4th. Today is April 4th. This podcast will drop on this upcoming Monday. However, April 4th, significant day. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed 50 years ago in the city of Memphis. How do you feel about that, Jamal, being a, you know, a political candidate for a distinctive role such as Shelby County clerk? I mean, do you think much has changed? You know, we, there's a lot of room for growth in Memphis. I will say that um, we, we've, we've, we've made some small moves, maybe not as marginalized as these numbers project uh, that we've done. But we've made some small moves. You know, we do have, you know, black people in, in good positions, and we've had black leadership over the last 20 years in our city. Um, and the, the conversation may now need to be shifted to intentional. Like, what's the intent now? Yeah. Like, like let's go ahead and um, what are what is our next move going to be for real? You know, the question is, where do we go from here? Like, so we've, we've, we've experienced a Memphis with black leadership, um, and it's, it's no knock to them. Um, they've done their thing. They, I, I salute them. And now I think we're in a we're in a point in the in the in the history of the city where, you know, young people, it's, it's our turn to jump up and, and it's our turn to to do some new things and do some different things for our city. I think when you look at the the older generation, like they they did live these they lived those problems like the, the fortunate part for my generation. Like, yes, we experience racism, but we don't experience it on the level in which they've experienced it, mm-hmm. and so, which we move different. Like, we all move different because of that. And I think what's the beauty of our youth is the fact that we do move differently. Like, things are just a little different now, and it's our turn to lead in this environment. And I just love more, love nothing more than for the experience in the, in the vanguard to, to, to God follow the deal for us. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, okay. And, and I really feel that you're saying, uh, you know, we move differently. Because we really do. It's a very hostile political environment, in my opinion, due to 45 in office. And But what I'm seeing is an uprising. What I'm seeing is, like, even a black renaissance going on right now of people just standing up for what they believe in. And I'm so glad that you're running for Shelby County <laughs> clerk. Now, for my podcast listeners, why don't you tell us a little something about your background jamal you're from memphis what part of memphis are you from so i'm from oak haven but i went to school in Whitehaven. <laughs> if, if that counts how did that happen <laughs> well i went to bishop burns so i went to a private school okay. in Whitehaven. so I, I still kicked it in the haven all the time but i'm not gonna say i'm from the haven i'm from <laughs> the oak haven <laughs> oak haven okay right. so you went to uh bishop burns uh-huh. And you graduated. Oh, um, three from there. Are you talking about college? Yeah. UT Chattanooga. UT Chat. And then after UT Chat, you was like, I'm going back to Memphis to make a, a power move. Is that what you said? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I got in the game throwing parties, really. That's how, that's, that's why Promoted I'm here. Promoted a politician. Right, right. Well, it's kind of, I've done the same thing. It's, 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 I've, I've been able to find a good way to integrate the two. So we were throwing parties, and we did okay, and uh, Chattanooga really made a name for ourselves, and uh, one of my partners decided to come back to Memphis, and I was like, yeah, I'll come back. I think it's 
I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that for a little while, a couple of years, um, while I was working in the county clerk's office. Okay. Right. Um, that's what I was doing. That at Enterprise rent a car. I enjoyed it. So what made you want to get into the party life of being a promoter? So I will say it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> My big brother uh, was throwing parties in Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. and they were live. Now, I did like to party, but I never thought about throwing one. And when that song, uh, Shake Your Laffy Taffy, came out. The Laffy Taffy. Right. So my brother okay. threw a party in Murfreesboro, MTSU, and it was like, oh, it was dope. So he was like, yo, you and your friends need to throw the party in Chattanooga. So we, you know, we did it, and it was big. It was a lot of people. He gave us the flyer, and we had, he gave us um, Laffy Taffy's to pass out with the flyers. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how I started. But I, I all the way wasn't sold, but my friends were sold. <laughs> they were sold. I was like, yeah, that was cool. So that was the start. That's the start. That's how, that's how it all happened. And you've been throwing a lot of events here in Memphis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been a part of your team with the music festival mm-hmm. on Handy Park for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you've done quite a bit of community service as well. You've been doing a lot right. in the city of Memphis since you've come from UT Chat with your mm-hmm. parties. Now, I want you to tell everybody the reason that you are running for political office. So it's, it's change. Uh, I think it's simple. It's nothing, no new concept, no other reason than what some other people run for. But it's changed, and I believe uh, that the city needs strong, intentional leaders in all aspects of leadership and all around uh, government. You know, I think we could have easily, hands down, ran for a county commission seat, right? Mm-hmm. Who gets to talk and discuss about, to discuss a lot of things that go on in the city. But I chose a county clerk, one, because I work there. But there's so much in that department alone or that operation alone that needs change and needs to be updated and Leadership is leadership is important because leadership dictates like, like the culture mm-hmm. of a of a location. You got seven locations. You've got a lot of individuals there. Um, and we talk about I work in workforce development. So when we talk about workforce development, that just doesn't mean people who don't know how to work. It's still de- still continuing to develop the workforce that you have. And I I got a chance to sit there, and I can't say, you know, that I was all the way developed. Like they that they, I've seen talent be looked over. Or I've seen talent just, you know, just stay there mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and have a mentality of I'm not going to teach you what I know because I need to make sure that there's still some validity for me and my job. And 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 how I feel about that is man, how dare we as humans, you know, do what we can do to stop someone else from being great or living in their purpose. Like because I'm, I'm the type like you can me and you, you can shine. I'm not going to stop you from shining because Jay Whitlow going to shine. <laughs> Like I don't have, right, I don't have to stop you. You know what I'm saying? I can't help you because it, it's gonna do anything. It's gonna be better for me, right? Our network is bigger. We're all bigger, and it's the people in the process. Like we just somebody's got to get in there and do some things. Um, the county clerk's office also, you know, same people have been in office, you know, eight years, and then you've got people handpicked to create jobs, and allow people in. And, and I'm not gonna sit here and say anything's wrong with that. I'm gonna sit here and say it's our turn. It's it's our turn. I'm not gonna knock them. It's our turn, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm gonna open this. I'm gonna open that bad boy right on up. Well, open it up then. Um, I, I really feel you when you say that. Uh, for example, people have been in certain positions for so long, and they're not going anywhere. They don't want to develop the incoming people that need to fill these roles. I've been there, done that. Job security. People, you know, they want right. to secure what's comfortable to them. 
But now it's time for a change. It is definitely time for a change. You mentioned that the Shelby County Clerk's Office needs changes. What type of changes do you immediately see happening? So one is accessibility, mm-hmm. right? We're, this whole technology adaptation that we have, like our, this is what our culture is transitioning into. The world is, is technology bound. Uh, we have seven locations. But what happens, you know, when you've got someone who works at Popeye's, uh, and I'm not knocking Popeye's, I'm just saying, someone who works at Popeye's, you know, they may be making $10 an hour, and their tags expire the day is Friday. They don't have time to go to the clerk's office and, and, and wait 30 minutes. Or it may not even take that long in the clerk's office, but the 10 minutes it took you to get there, the 10 minutes it takes you to get back, and the 10 minutes that you spend there is 30 minutes. Um, either you're not getting the lunch that day or you're not getting paid for those 30 minutes. And when we talk about the county being, you know, one of the highest, uh, you know, poverty rate being one of the highest in the country, yes, like we, how, how, how can the county clerk make this more accessible so that people can still do what they need to do and get their tags taken care of? Like it's, it's one of those, like since my leg is messed up, right? I see. You, you forget how beautiful it is to have two working legs. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like we don't think about our, our regular workers or the people that are working in fast food or working in retail and don't have the luxuries that we have to take time off and pay leave and things like that. So we want to make it accessible. And two, advocacy, right? As we as we approach this whole technology piece, we want to make sure that, you know, one of our ideas is what is the mobile technology for the county clerk's look county clerk office look like? And when we think about it, you know, I'm I'm sure we know a couple of people that create apps uh, and and can definitely get it done, and that's fine, right? But when, since we're since it's Dr. King, and I like to reflect on him often, like it's it's time for us to be dangerously unselfish with one another. And that deal is saying, hey, it's easy for me to go over here and say, yeah, I'm gonna help you get this deal. Let me just get ten off the top. You take your thirty, you know. But my idea is, we've we've got some coding organizations out there that teach young people how to code, and are teaching young people these technologies. Why not take that money and invest it in these organizations and then allow those young people to have development rights, right? So that our kids get those same privileges when they go to school, what they can write on their resume. Not only do they have a 3.0 or they may have a 2.7, but they also are a developer on this software for the Shelby County Clerk's Office or Shelby County. This is what, you know, leadership with no boundaries looks like. Like, I have no boundaries Mm -hmm. with what we can do. Like, you're not even thinking about it. And it takes someone to know the clerk's office, to know how it runs, to know how you can get things done that you want to get done. Not just people just jumping in there because it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of that going on, <laughs> a lot of attempts on that. But, you know, you already worked in the Shelby County clerk's office. You mentioned, you know, technology being a big factor in what needs to change. It's 2018. Why is some of the, these things not already implemented? What? Right, because it, it's a, you know, the way voting works, voting is funny, right? It doesn't take much. Like, the rule of the game is you just have to have some name recognition and you got to have some money and get on these ballots. And so when you've been in the industry and if you've ran for this position, your friends have run for this position, uh, it becomes easy and, like, what you, and no one holds people accountable for anything. Mm-hmm. And, well, let me take that back. Let me back up. We don't know who to hold accountable for what. So when stuff hits the fan, everybody in leadership can get it, right? So I'm intentionally like, hey, county clerk doesn't fight crime, 
right? We get your plates, we get your decals, we handle, we, we collect the taxes for the county. That's it. <laughs> so those are some of the services that the Shelby County Clerk Office provides. You said you get your tax, you collect taxes. And um, marriage license. Marriage licenses. Right. So, I mean, these are very important things that should be handled accordingly. So we definitely need the right person in this particular position. So we got early voting coming up very soon. Uh, when is early voting, Jamal? Uh, April 11th through April 27th, I believe. Okay, so we got that coming up. So I already know you got this, first of all, and I'm <laughs> excited. You know, I'm on your team. I'm Team Jamal Willow. Since you've been campaigning, have you faced any opposition? The only opposition I, I face is is not to be is the demand for me not to be who I am. What do they want you to be? And so when I say that is that I I, I don't come to the table to play anybody else's game but my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I come to serve. I know why I'm here. Um, you know my pride has been someone said I've got too much pride uh, because when people just want to hear somebody give a hallelujah speech, I need to learn to just give a hallelujah speech. But I do not believe in and creating false narratives around the work that is that I can accomplish and get done because to me the work is important and I'm not here to play that game I'm just I'm not I'm not here to sell lies to black people like to me that's been one of the biggest issues you know we'll sell a lie to each other in a minute mm-hmm. to our get ahead people. our own people to get it and and the, and the sad part about it is it's 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 like tradition now it's like your grandma or your granddaddy sit you down and you go have drinks with them you talk to them and they telling you you just got to play the game though you know, you just gotta go with it, and 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 for me, we we can't we we can't do that anymore. That's over. It's over, right, right. And so if I, if I say anything opposition, it's that. You've getting a lot of that. Yeah, you know where did he come from? Because <laughs> you're hitting it so hard. Right, where know? did he come from? Like <laughs> you gotta, you know, the shouts out to Devontae, my campaign manager. But like, you know, I had a couple of conversations with people in the beginning. They were like, "Well, who's your campaign manager?" And I was like, "My my, my friend Devontae." Oh, you you probably need to, uh, you know, go find you somebody that you can you can you you need to spend some money and pay. And my thing about a campaign manager was I needed somebody that that I trusted, that who's who who I could rely on, and like who was gonna hold me accountable but knows me, right? That's gonna keep me me and keep me grounded and, and never let us. Not that I'm weak, but you know you you are strong as the company that you keep, and if you keep strong people around, you can remain strong. They they just be trying it. <laughs> <laughs> they they be trying it, and uh, but you haven't wavered. We we haven't, and and I, and I'm proud of the team that we chose. We we did hit this hard, uh, and I think people have been very surprised. And I think we're gonna leave some people are gonna be their foot gonna be in their mouth mm-hmm. when we win this primary. They're not gonna be able to. Um, it's gonna catch them off guard, not in a negative way. And I get it. We're the underdogs. Nobody knows who we are. Um, and so I know that plays a role in it, but we we, we definitely, uh, I believe, have one of the strongest campaigns mm-hmm. out here countywide um, for us to be, quote unquote, the rookies or the young guys. Right. So. And, and, and that's what you see happening right now in this political environment. Right. Um, I see it every day and it, it just really excites me because all of that tradition, all of that voting for the same person every election that's over we need change and i'm glad that you're running for this office now you've been talking a lot about technology adaptation leadership what are some of the community uh engagement type activities you've been doing in the city of memphis 
Oh, it's so many. So I actually hurt my leg in a basketball game. <laughs> A Friday, Friday night, it, and the goal was it was a three-on-three uh, basketball tournament with several other candidates, and it was just for the neighborhood over there, the Gaston Community Center. It was for the neighborhood over there uh, to really just encourage people to come out and vote uh, and get a chance to see some candidates play some basketball. Well, I feel like they came to CJ Whip, but I may have let them down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, another candidate didn't didn't do that to your leg, did it? Oh no, see, no one. This was this was self inflicted. Right? Oh my god. Right, I didn't get crossed over or nothing like that, so don't don't you guys worry about that. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, you know that, and alongside of you know, I look at charity as it's not always having to do something on a grand scale, but I think about you know every time I walk into a gas station, every time I go into certain stores, especially since I work and I'm downtown a lot, like my feeling I is is give every day. Right, I just feel like if I can go in the store and buy a two dollar bottle of Fiji water because it make me feel good because it's Fiji water, then this lady that's outside who opened the door for me who has nothing like it's nothing for me to give her another two dollars because I clearly could have just got some water out the water fountain. Like I, I really live by that, right? And I really believe in just giving all day. Like doesn't have to be in the major capacities. Um, or for I'm not saying anything's wrong for sure because we, I mean, we do that too. Mm-hmm. We we call the cameras to get out there last summer we did the privileged digital conference mm-hmm. uh and that was pretty good and we focused on economics and education or to our points we actually brought quinn james who's back who the civil rights museum brought him back this year to do storytelling we brought him last summer to kind of talk about what the political pact does uh and their movement because it was just to encourage uh millennials and young professionals to get it done we you know gone to some schools held some business uh, i've partnered with SCS over the years to do youth conferences with them, mm-hmm. with the young, I think we did four high schools and we brought in a bunch of um, young professionals to actually lead the workshops. My biggest goal with them was, no, don't don't bring all those those old people in to come talk to those <laughs> kids about resumes and all that kind of stuff. Like, let's bring some, I, crazy, I'm glad you brought that up, crazy. I was sitting in, I, I was working at Office Depot copy and print and I was printing this, this this lady's stuff and she started asking me what I thought about it and telling me about the conference. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'd love to come Volunteer, and I wound up getting a contract with SCS to actually put on uh, the conference for four days. And so it was just, it was amazing, but it just came through just because I was willing to just provide the work to everybody. I'm trying to think of the other one, the morning huddle. Shout out to, again to Devontae and his team. I see a lot of men um, right. in the city of Memphis participate. Devontae, yourself, um, several people I work with. Mm-hmm. Do you sense like a oh, difference? Yeah. Oh yeah, those kids be you know some high fives are are are, are cool, and some high fives like we just made their day. Like their morning has been made when those folks out there giving high fives. They just and the energy is right, right? The, uh, the the guys show up whether it's five guys or ten guys that show up. The energy is just as just as high uh, all the time. I've never seen a failed uh, event, and man, it's just that's amazing. Those kids, I do think it does something. Uh, you know how it is when you're young, get out of the car, your parents have made you mad in the morning, like you got to <laughs> walk into work or uh, school a little upset, but you got these guys that just turned your frown upside down just because they smile and they're cheering you on and get into work. So, I definitely uh, think it's probably one of the funnest things I've ever done. I love uh, working with the kids, I love uh, speaking to the youth, um, Generation Z. Uh, which my son is a part of going into millennials. What do you think uh, are some of their biggest <laughs> concerns with the political climate today? Oh, I think they think it's. I, I was about to cuss. You can. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's. I think it's full of shit. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think they really think that people are out here and to tell them anything, and that they 
because they, they they're living it right like they are in these schools and they have access to right. the truth and right. so much information right <laughs> right they 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 see what's wrong on on a day-to-day basis and i feel like young people just want somebody to be honest and real with them and see that's why i feel like it's so easy for a car to be to become successful because she'll say any and everything being herself. but the other thing is it's relatable mm-hmm. the the other idea is that it's relatable young people need to be talked to on their level and not looked at of course i'm not going to do the same things that your son would do or 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 even probably listen to some of the same music on a consistent basis that even my nephew listens to but i understand it mm-hmm. because i was a teen too and, and some of this stuff had been available when I was 14. Like, who knows if I would have been doing the same thing? It just, the difference is it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right? There was no social media. There was no Facebook. There was no all this texting on the phone. It was just straight up in, in snake, right? That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And you had to sit your phone downstairs at night, you yeah. know. That's all it was. Um, they just want somebody to be honest and real with them. That's mm-hmm. what they need. And when you really think about it, I think, for one, Generation Z, they're approaching the age of being able to vote. Millennials are already there. They're approaching the age to run for office. I think these kids are going to take over. You know what I'm saying? If we do right. If, if we, we do, right. do right. As long as we do right by them. <laughs> <laughs> we better do right by them. Right. They're, they're, they have, man, they can get the word out so fast. Exactly. And, you know, I, and part of it is, you know, w- one of the pieces of our community engagement is is job shadowing. Like there's a national job shadow day that goes on across the country where you bring in youth uh, from different schools or organizations and they actually follow and shadow individuals in your in your organization. And so that's one of the things I want to bring to the clerk's office, because you can't be something you can't see in the dynamics of a work environment like I'm sure y'all have some fun moments here at work, right? Mm-hmm. But no one would ever realize like that it's that fun. Or Devontae, you know, works at McDonald's, and I'm, I'm sure he certain tie on, you know, your average student, like he probably not even work, probably just, I, right, you know, I want to be a rapper. I'm, I need to do something that's fun. But when you get into that work environment, you realize, man, he's the same. Mm-hmm. They talk about the same things we talk about. My nephew said something important to me. We were at a... One of my friend's house, and I brought him with me, and it was just all the guys. We was all outside just kind of talking. When we got back in the car, the first thing he said is, man, y'all talk about the same stuff we talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe it. And, and I was like, that's it. Like, they just, mm-hmm. you, you've got to put them in the environment for them to realize that, like, this, like, we are, we like the same things. We talk about the same things, mm-hmm. sometimes in different contexts. But we got, we just, we got to let young people see you know, what they can be on different avenues. And I just want to expose them. We've got customer service, uh, inventory in there, management in there, uh, and accounting. Mm-hmm. You know, all those those departments in there. Young people, they got to see it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm glad that you're doing something to emphasize the need for the youth to shadow and see what's going on in these particular positions with the different companies. Because I think that in Memphis, that's something that wasn't, done from a political standpoint as far as secession planning Mm -hmm. i I don't think that it was ever you know well let me groom so and so you know Mm -hmm. it it was just like all about me i'm gonna be here forever and people gonna still vote for me every year that's over with so i mean you're it's obvious that you're looking towards the future you gotta be in and out you gotta be in and out the quicker the quicker i get in this and the quicker i get out of this and it's on to the next one Right. So I got a chance to spend my 20s as a promoter. I got to spend, you know, hopefully I'm going to spend my 30s as a county clerk. 
And my deal is it's a succession plan. Who's coming after me? Because I'm not going to be here forever. I'm trying to get to the next level. But I want to put somebody else on because I want to protect it. I want to protect what we have. Not hold hostage. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. I want to protect what we have. And in order to protect that, I don't have to be there Mm -hmm. to protect it. I just need to make sure that there's someone good, that it's left in someone's hands. Right. And it's all about giving back and... Mm -hmm. You know, continuing the the legacy that so you're I, trying to create. So I pipeline the leadership. Not sure if you've heard about this, but you know, here we are commemorating 50 years since Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, and we just had some protests that were broken up by MPD. Uh, they were saying that the protesters were unruly. It didn't end well. Some people were arrested. What do you think about that? You know, I just. I think everybody deserves their right to protest and stand for what they believe in, especially if they, you know, if they do it in a respectable manner. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen snippets of the videos and some people's Facebook live videos. Uh, but I do understand them wanting their voices to be heard. And unfortunately for Memphis, this is the result of not having your shit together mm-hmm. all the way. It's, you know, we were going to, put parks up and, and, and get the city ready uh, for all of this attention, you got to make sure you cover it all. You got to make sure you got everybody happy. And that is definitely true. And I'm feeling different this year for some reason. I'm not happy today. Like, today is not a day that I'm celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's a day that I'm reflecting, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what hurts me is that Martin Luther King's family have to come here every year and stand in that spot and see that spot where their father was killed. Like, hmm. could you imagine doing that every year? I couldn't. Did you, have you heard his speech? Um, he gives a speech and he talks about his daughter laying in the next room and his and his wife, because they only had one kid. I think when he made that speech. And that speech, you saying that just has me like, oh, just thinking about, I could hear the passion in his voice mm-hmm. because he, he talked about a phone call that he received and they were saying, you need to get out of town now. And he was thinking to himself, you know, he said he looked in the room and saw his wife, looked in the room and saw his baby girl and was like, dang, man, you know, if I, if I sit here and do this, I could be putting my whole family in jeopardy. And, you know, he just talked about it, was, but it was God that gave him his call and told him he was going to be okay to so keep pushing. He didn't he wasn't scared. Right. And it's, and it, and to your point, just seeing them having to come back and relive that. And you know, the crazy part about it is like them having to relive it and like other people are like making money. Exploitation off of, off of this. And, it, and, and, it's, and I'm feeling some kind of way about that. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's different, man. It's the, it's the way of the world. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really different. It's hard. I hope that, you know, that the King family gets, stipends or something like a token of appreciation to just say hey we we appreciate you um you know my biggest thing is like dang y'all gave up y'all daddy for us yeah right like i know what my father me y'all see my dad my dad always at all my events so could you imagine like right. him him losing his life to save you know thousands and millions of people's lives to, to just really change the world like Right. And Man. then you come back to Memphis on the 50th uh, commemoration <laughs> day, they call it. I right. don't want to say anniversary. Like, what do you say? But to come back 50 years later and we're still fighting for the same thing that he was fighting for. We're still number one in poverty. I'm so I'm mixed. I got mixed emotions. Right. Different from other people. Well, I, I, I do. Um, I do understand uh, systematic you know, oppression. I understand mm-hmm. it completely. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but I also understand, like, it's been some of us in power, too. And I'm not saying that, you know, they've all been wrong, but there's got to have been some miscalculation somewhere down the line because we're still here and we can't blame it on not having black leadership. Now, we can take it to another level and talk about who has the money. Mm-hmm. Our money, the, the number one right. factor. But, but, but that's different. So it gets back to, like, how we talked about this whole app game, mm-hmm. right? When we get the money in our hands, it's my responsibility to do to be different and intentional with how we start spreading wealth around the black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Not just all to one person to go buy beans and drive around the hood and tell little kids that hey, you can be like me one day too if you work hard. Mm-hmm. And like what we have to show young people is material things. Exactly. Not let me take you on down here or let me open up, let me do this mentor. Let me not like mentorship isn't isn't a glorified deal, man. It's it's a premier uh, position uh, to be a servant, mm-hmm. right? And we've we've glorified these things. Um, it's been a privilege to to be in office versus like, man, I got a huge responsibility uh, ahead of me. And I said, I feel like we got to ask ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. Memphis got to ask themselves that question. Like, have we done enough? With the resources that we have, have we done enough? Have we stood up when we should have? Or were we silenced when we got the deal? Did that stop us from reaching back? Like, can I stay at 30000 for two more years and, and flip this 20000 the additional 20000 with other minorities and help us and help us build? Mm-hmm. Do we give back to our schools? You know what I'm saying? Right, the bigger picture. Right. Do we allocate for the money that's really coming out of our budgets? Are we fighting for that money to be put into different parts and like when we when we have to ask question who's spending the money whose name is on the check when the money gets spent when it is public dollars Mm -hmm. like we've got to ask those real questions uh when it comes to this i'm 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 mixed i i get it yeah system systematic uh it's it's here it's real talk to the people about some of the upcoming events you have with your campaign so we've got a bowling strike strike to win yes. fundraiser coming up. Shouts out to Ina and, and <laughs> Fresh Touch. In the it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my girl TJ uh, for for putting that on. I think it's going to be uh, a huge success. Uh, it's I definitely do. it's definitely something different. Actually, we were talking about it on the on the way over here. I was just telling her I felt like this was going to be a good. You know, we've had a couple of great great experience I, th- I feel like this one is going to be another good one mm-hmm. um you were at our kickoff and it was a phenomenal turnout at the yes, kickoff like we had no idea that that many people were going to come um and i think tomorrow is going to be the same way and i think it's going to help us drive that millennial uh vote going forward uh, i think we've got another beards beers in conversation. What? <laughs> beards, beers, and conversation. I like that. That's catchy. Well, I'm a promoter. I see. <laughs> I see. Who's look, who's on the host committee for that one? Right. Well, so it's it's we did it at a barbershop. Um we did part one at a barbershop. Um closer look barbershop, Carrierville. And it just came from those conversations that we have and I thought it would be engaging to to bring men into the barbershop to have an organic conversation about me running for office and like just what it means, period, for us to be involved in the whole political process, everybody that's out here running. So, um I'm, I'm excited about those. Uh we'll probably do something for um something 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 small mm-hmm. for the primary uh on May first. We'll do something then. And other than that, we're just running our social media ad campaigns, just asking people to donate $20 to the campaign. And 
we've been focusing on our canvassing. You know, we we just knocked down Orange Mound. We we knocked down Orange Mound. Mm-hmm. That's when an I'm, important part of running for office. Right. You got to get down on the ground, the, get your feet on the ground. I have to give it to, now I'm mad because I'm not going to be able to get out there and door knock. Oh, anymore. my God. I'm going to try on my on my scooter. On your scooter. Motorsport. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, I, I should take a picture of this and this going to be my, my, my picture for the podcast. <laughs> he said motorsport. <laughs> That's going to be the song. Jamal, you still have to canvas on the motorsport on the, on the right, movie. right. We're gonna try. The doctors want me to keep this foot up, but the canvassing pieces has been amazing. The feedback, you know, some people, you know, when your team knocks on somebody's door and they and they've heard of the candidate before, man, you're just like, oh my god, we working. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea um, how effective it is, and to be able to engage in conversations and how responsive they've been. Um, we've got Whitehaven coming up. We're going to Cordova uh, this weekend, and so anybody that wants to help us canvas and volunteer, we, we're really open. And we open. We want teenagers to come. We just want people to come and experience knocking on doors and just talking to community people because it's it's no greater feeling. Like it's fun. The first door, you're a little nervous. Door two or three, you know, especially if they're if they're good cooperating citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get you get a little warmed up. <laughs> Have so. they always been welcoming? Have you had any any like really interesting canvassing stories? No, because when I walk up to a house that's interesting, this time I don't I don't I don't <laughs> curiosity is not gonna kill this cat. <laughs> I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep going. He said when he walks up to a house that's interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just like whoa, okay, all right, not this house. Okay, you so. know, just stick it in the door and keep on moving. You know, so you know you, you got to use good judgment. But for the most part, it's been <laughs> <laughs> for the most. I mean, it's Memphis, right? But I for but for the most part, it's it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Right, people are really really engaged, and they're, and they're surprised that you come and knock on their door. I can tell you one of the things for me. I also think about like, dang, when we win, will we ever have time to go back and knock on people's doors and kind of tell them what we've been doing? Like, how dope would that be? Mm-hmm. A, a good follow-up. Right. Like, how dope would that be to go back into these well, same neighborhoods and, right, and say, hey, you know, we got those kiosks coming to the libraries. We're so excited about it. Thank you for your support. Remember we came and talked to you last year about it. I'm going to hold you to that. Right. Tomorrow. That's dope, right? I'm a, that, that's right. really dope. Right. Because really, you got the data already. Right. Who you've canvassed. And where we've been. Follow-up. Campaign manager, you hear that? But that was really good. Right. I we, mean, people are not doing it. We're going for eight years. Okay. You know we're, going for eight we're trying to get termed down in this bad boy. Oh, do it then. <laughs> so Jamal, leave our listeners a verbally effective with your intentional hopes for serving in the role of Shelby County Clerk. I want I'm gonna leave my mark on this office. Uh everything that I've learned through all the jobs and community service events, uh, my own organization and working with people, I want to, I will give my all to this county clerk's office in every aspect when it comes to managing people, when it comes to being innovative, uh, when it comes to empowering people, when it comes to advocating, when it comes to, I don't know if people really realize like the, the power of the county clerk. Like when you register over 650,000 vehicles in a county, your name is on 650,000 registrations in the county. Your name is on every marriage license that goes out. The, the, the name recognition alone 
uh, affords you so much influence. And I just don't want to do right by it. With Dr. King said, I just want to do God's will <laughs> with it. And I just want people to know and, and to leave you with this. Hold me accountable uh, to what I say I am and who I am on paper. Just hold me accountable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from your future Shelby County clerk, Mr. Jamal Willow. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. No, thank you for I'm having excited. us. I'm excited. I am excited for yeah, you, yeah. and I, I really, really admire your platform and a lot of the things that you've been doing in the community, and I look forward to working with you in the future. Cool. Thank you. Same here, and uh, just, just thank you for believing in us and your support and, and stepping out there and really, uh, it's a lot of people that say they're fooling with us, but it's, 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 and it's, it, there is also a lot of people that step up like you and, and, and put, their, put, that, put it in action yes. and, and go beyond uh, the vote. We appreciate the vote, but we definitely appreciate those using their resources to help us get where we have to go. Definitely. Anytime, anytime, Jamal. Good luck. Verbally Effective, episode 13 in the book. So listen to the lesson I preach. I talk sense condensed into the form of a poem. Full of knowledge from my toes to the top of my dome. I'm kind of young, but my tongue speaks maturity. I'm not a child. I don't need nothing for security. I get paid when my record is played, to put it short. I got it made. I got it made. I got it I'm outspoken, my language is broken into a slang, but it's just the dialect that I select when I hang. I play it cool, schooling is all that I'm about to 